Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. man show a new head coach at ball state the cardinals out of the mac michael lewis coach lewis how you doing making a talk to you man i'm i'm doing good man except it's raining outside here in muncie indiana so i i, I gotta still get to adjust to this weather but it's been all good man now coach i'm gonna, tell, I'm gonna share something with you usually east illinois i was at tennessee state so we can we, we crossed paths a little bit i was at 05 to 09 and so we used the east and i was at tennessee state and uh you know, I, I remember those days, man, when Coach Sal was there. Then on the back end, John Cooper came in there. So, uh, you know, so I was when uh, we had a case from OVC still. You know, OVC, OVC connection, man. I tell you, that's what I I tell guys all the time, man. Like, you know, like I feel fortunate because I've coached at every level of college basketball. You know, like you know, from the low to the high, to the high of the highs, and um, I tell guys all the time, like you know, especially when I was at UCLA and stuff. Like, you guys don't understand, like. Like college basketball, like until you've been on a bus and you and you measure trips, road trips by movies. Like, oh, this is a this is a three movie trip. This is a four movie trip. Like you you haven't really lived in, uh, until you've you've traveled like that. So, um, yeah, the the OVC days, man, cutting your cutting your teeth uh, as a young assistant, it it, it made me, um, you know, because when I played at Indiana, obviously we were treated very well, right? Um, and then to uh, go to the OVC and see that level and be a part of that level and the development of players. Um, it, it really makes you appreciate every, every stop that I've had along my career. You know, it makes you appreciate that opportunity and especially now sitting here uh, as the head coach at Ball State. Now, Coach uh, Lewis, for you, man, you know, my father is a, was a coach and still still has a lot of guys who talk to him. And he loves to talk about the people that have relationships that he's had for all these years and tells me he has a bunch of sons. I'm his only biological son, but it's a bunch of sons beyond me from his dad's coach. And so for you, what, what made you want to get into the profession of coaching and impacting young men and being there for those guys when they're at their weddings and when they have children? What was about, about this business really caught your attention once you made you want to get into it? Well, like what you just said, like I, I had a I had a young man I coached uh, at Butler. I only coached him for one year, um, but he came back. He's an assistant coach for the Pacers now, uh, Ron, Ron Norad. And then he came back last week to come to practice. And like that, 
I told the guys, you know, in the gym, I was like, like this is for me, like this is the cool part of coaching, you know, is when when guys call you one helps for jobs or when you can help them in their future and trying to provide them a foundation to be successful. Um, you know, when you get invites to weddings or, um, you know, when they have children, you know, they want to let you know and, and to kind of see those guys develop as husbands and fathers. Um, that's the cool thing. And that's what I love about college basketball. I think you're dealing with them in, a, in an age of, of their life. Uh, where you can have a real impact. You know, they're away from their people for the first time. Um, you know, they're they're away from home. They're on a college campus. They got a bunch of different teammates from different backgrounds uh, where they start formulating their own ideas, right? And they're, they're starting to make their own judgments on things. And I think you can have a real impact on those guys at, at that during that time in their life. And I think that's probably um, outside of the work on the court, uh, what I really enjoy the most um, about coaching college basketball. And you know, for me, uh, Coach Lewis is going to basketball camps, to Bobby Creeman's basketball camp, and you know, Paul Hewitt and been around Frankie Allen, and it was Tennessee State, and been around Coach Side when he was there, Randy Peel. These guys have told me stuff when I was a young knucklehead. It makes sense to me now, 35 years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's that's it, man. Like I, you know, you you realize when when you get older, like. Man, you know, like those things those coaches were telling me, like they, they weren't crazy. Like you thought they were crazy at the time, but it, it all makes sense. Um, and that's that's what I enjoy. I enjoy the, the relationship piece and, and, and building it. And I, I tell them, you know, whether I've been an assistant or, or now here at, at Ball State, like when you tell me what your hopes and dreams are, right, as a coach, it's my job to push you to achieve that. You know, I, that's part like that's part of my job is to try to help you achieve that. Now, whether we get that ultimately get it done or not, you know, that there's a lot of different factors that go in that, but that's my job. And to do that, I have to make you uncomfortable. So you're not going to like it every day. Like it's not teddy bears and rainbows every day that we're on that court. But when your time is done, like you won't have a better friend than me for the, until they put me in the ground. Right. Because that's, that's when the relationship piece changes, you know, and, and I want to be a guy and, and I think I've been able to accomplish it as an assistant. And I definitely want to do it as a head coach where um, I can separate between those lines and then, you know, when a guy comes in and, and sitting, hanging around my office or we go out to dinner, or, you know, different things where they can come to you and trust you enough to talk about, you know, different things that may be going on there in their life that you can help them with. Nicole Lewis, now for you, uh, I know I, we kind of have the same kind of similar path, you know, when I was a co-host, I was all thinking about how when I became a, the host of my own show, like yeah. how, what I would ask the question, what guests I would have on. So I know how that was and I got my own gig, coach. It was the graveyard shift. Two six in the morning, me, the deer, and truckers, man. But I, I relish you know. But you had the big headset. You had yeah. the big headset. Yes. So, 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 how did you prepare to become a head coach when you was an assistant role? I know for me, I was always trying to figure out how what I would do if I was the, the lead guy. So, how did you kind of prepare for yourself to become a head coach? Well, I don't, I don't think I did anything in particular. I think just the, the culmination of all my experiences that's have. Um, you know, prepared me for this opportunity. And I'm not, I've had a lot of guys say, Hey, listen, it doesn't matter. Like you're never fully ready for your first job. Like you got to kind of get your, throw yourself into the fire a little bit. Like you think you're ready, but there's going to be different things that come up, but that's where, um, you know, I think the, the staff that I've been able to put together um, has, was, was huge. Like I had a lot of guys, especially uh, guys that I've worked for talk to me about how important your staff is, um, you know, as you get rolling, um, because they can they can cover up your blind spots. I also think you got to have a um, a lot of self awareness about who you are, uh, what you're about, and your strengths and weaknesses, and then cover your weaknesses up with the the people around you. And I think we've been able to do that here at Ball State. I think I got a great staff um, of all guys that I I feel like can be head coaches in in their future. And 
And uh, so we've just kind of hit the ground running. But as far as like, you know, being prepared, like you just use your experiences both as a player and a coach and the things that you've been through and uh, and things that you've you've seen and heard and, and accomplished and screwed up. Um, you know, you learn from your failures as much as anything, right? And, no doubt. Uh, so, uh, and you can't be like, I'm not like, you can't be afraid to fail. You can't be afraid to put yourself out there. And, and then uh, you, that's how you, that's how you grow. And I think it's, it's getting more and more difficult um, to get, to get young people to buy into that. Like, Hey, you know, they got this major fear of failure. They're, they're scared if they put themselves out there, what's somebody going to say on social media about them? What's somebody, what their buddy's going to say, like, dude, don't worry about that stuff. If you're, if when you tell your dreams to somebody, um, if they're not so high that they may snicker a little bit, then they're not high enough, you know, and then you just go chase it with everything you got. No doubt. 100% coach. You know what, man, let's get coach. So for you, man, what's going to be the ideal ball state Cardinal that you want in your program here going forward, man. Well, I want, uh, I want guys obviously with high skill, but more, more in athleticism, but more than that, I want guys that love to compete. Like if, if you're not about winning and trying to compete, then, then this is not the place for you. Right. Uh, I think if you love if you love to compete, there's going to be the level of toughness that that I uh, I like on my on my team. And then when you get uh, and you got to love basketball, like I, I don't want to have to be dragging guys into the gym to to work on their game. So if you love basketball, uh, you love to compete. It, that that kind of provides the toughness level that I'm looking for. Uh, and then I just need dudes of of different sizes and athleticism and skill level that fit those those three characteristics. But if I can get those three. I think we got a chance to be be really competitive. Now, coach, this transfer portal thing—you can get guys from, uh, you know, you get JUCO dudes, grad transfers, guys who wants the opportunity. So for you, man, uh, I know the high school kids are kind of getting a short on the stick right now because of how things are going right now. But how do you feel, think you'll go about building your roster, using all those different tools international as well to find the right fit to become to get the dudes you need in your program? Yeah, I think you got to use them all. Like, you know, it doesn't matter if you like the transfer portal or, you know, what you, it does, that, that doesn't matter. Like it's real, it's here and you've got to be able to, to navigate it. And so we're going to go, you know, high school, JUCO, transfer. What I want to, I want to make sure I get the right people. Like, I, you know, I don't care where they're coming from. I don't care what part of the country they're coming from. Um, you know, whether they're transfers, high school kids, it, that stuff doesn't matter. I just want to make sure um, that I'm getting the right people. I truly, truly believe in you, you invest in people. Um, and you'll get all the all the rewards from that. But, um, you know, it's a it's a different deal. And I tell you, like people think the high school kids are getting the short in the stick because of the transfer portal. And that's there, there's a lot of truth to that. I think they're getting a short in the stick because of COVID, um, because it's given guys in college that extra year. And so those classes aren't cycling out. So there's not as many spots, you know. Um, and so I think with the combination of the transfer portal and then these college guys having a whole nother year of eligibility, like there's only 1% of them that can go where they want to go. Mm -hmm. So you got 99%, like, you know what, you know, this college thing's not all bad, you know, like these people looking after me and the free gear and they're getting a hoop on TV and all this stuff that comes along. It's not all bad. Like, it's not a bad life. Like maybe I'll just stick around before I, I go tackle the real world, you know, and, and I think that's probably hurting the high school kids. Uh, a little bit more than than just the transfer portal. 
No doubt. And coach, you got a good area in Indiana, man. 500 miles draw a circle. You can find a lot of talent as well. But I'm hoping some guys from Atlanta will come play for you. I like you already, man. I'm hoping that some guys from here want to go up there. Just got to bring you a coat because I don't have a, a real coat, coach. I'm going to tell you that right now. I have a real coat, man. So, yeah. <laughs> so they play for you, man. Hey, I just, uh, hey, you fly up here, man. I'll pick you up at the terminal. You won't even have to step outside and then we'll just keep you underground. We'll just bring you right in the arena underground. <laughs> I won't even make you go outside. Trust me, I'm adjusted. Like, I grew up in this state for like three years in Los Angeles. I mean, you get you get spoiled and that, that weather is real. There's two things real in L.A., the weather and the taxes. Okay, so that stuff is real. In, and in the traffic, LA. too, three. And the traffic is real, yeah. <laughs> but hey, one year was COVID, so it was a little light. It was a little light, so it wasn't that bad. But, no, you're – you're right, man. It's um, I, I like we, you know, we've got a we've got a kid from the south and Jalen Sellers, and and um, you know, he's you know he'll be a sophomore for us next year, and and um, you know, he's he's great, um, but yeah, he we kind of been joking back and forth about about the weather, and you know, it, it'll be you know sixty outside. My man's got he's all wrapped up in a coat, you know. It's like, hey, I get it, I get it, man, but we got to be a little tougher than that. But no, now come on up, man. But bring you got to bring some of that sunshine up here. No doubt, and Coach Memeskis, brother. You know, what's cool about, you know, being in your in Boston, you're in the MAC. The MAC is a great conference. It's like it's one of the older mid-major conferences, but it's this tradition and it's just great basketball because the Midwest loves basketball, man. So talk about the MAC as a conference. They've been in Indiana, a state that loves basketball, headed by my former Atlanta, Atlanta Hawk man, Mike Woodson, who I know very well. Woody, I love him. Yeah, no, Woody, Woody, Woody's great. I just saw Woody this past weekend out recruiting. Um, Woody's Woody's great, and I'm I'm really happy that he's he's leading. Uh, you know my my former program. We played for the same man, so there's a you know there's a real connection there. Um, but no, I think the MAC, you know, like what you said, very very basketball centric uh, area of the country. Um, you know, you've got you've got teams from Illinois, Michigan, Ohio, Indiana. Um, you know, which is very much in the Big Ten footprint, right, where basketball is so important. So uh, I think there's some really good coaches. I think there's some tough kids uh, in this league, and, and I call it the mini Big Ten because there's so much parity uh, in the style of play and the physicality. And, and uh, you know, you get into conference play, man, people are just beating up on each other. And so you got to try to put yourself in a situation uh, more times than not to be in the game with a chance to win at that under four timeout. And then, then you got to be the tougher team that'll go out and execute better on both ends. And, and uh, you know, you still need some, you need, you got to have some dudes to go make some plays. You know, oh, I yeah. say this all the time, like, Hey, coaches, we get way too much credit for wins. We get too much blame, you know, for losses. And I'm going to take all that blame, you know, for, for my guys. But um, you know, you, you're talking about, you know, what kind of players you're like, I, I need some dudes and I need some guys that, that at the end of the game, um, you know, got a little stuff to them that, that they can go out and make some plays because, um, you know, it doesn't matter what you run offensively. It's more about who's running your stuff, right? Yes. So, so uh, yes. You, you're evident. You see that in the NBA, man. That's, that's you know, players, players make plays. Now, I, I can do some things to put them in situations where they can be more successful, but – but I want dudes that, that can make plays, and I want dudes that are willing to go out and make plays in, in, in crucial situations. How cool has it been to get on the floor with your guys before they go home for the summertime? Because I know building that relationship, building that rapport now, and having a new, have a new coaching change is, is very important. I feel like the guys probably like you a lot because you're a cool dude. I can tell that right now. So how's it been for you, man? Well, it's been good. It's, it's why I got here so quick. Like, we, we lost to uh, North Carolina in the Sweet 16 in Philadelphia, and I still haven't been back to Los Angeles. I got on a 6 a.m. flight the next day and came to Indiana um, just so I could be around our guys because they had gone two weeks without a leader. And, and you know, I mean, you, you get young people in, in those situations 
Um, you know, they can get a little antsy. They don't know what's going on. They don't know if the new coach is going to like them. If, are they going to like the new coach? Like all those different things. And plus, got a lot of people in their ear, you know, talking to them. So I wanted to get here, be around them. It's been great to be on the floor. Like we got one more workout today, uh, this afternoon, where we can get on the court with them. And then they got um, like a week of, of finals coming up. And then they got a little break. And we'll, we'll get started uh, this summer um, in, in kind of what I would consider, you know, building our program. This this spring has just kind of been a get to know each other uh, and some skill development stuff, but it's been great to get on the court with them. Um, and there's nothing like, you know, what I call sweat equity, you know, when you can get out there and work with them uh, and get a feel for them on the court, how they work and, and vice versa. They get to see, you know, what I'm going to be like on the court and, and how I feel like uh, I can help them become better players. No doubt. I got two more for you all about Atlanta. When you come to Atlanta coach, What's been your favorite moment here? Was it the, the final four back in 2012, 13, or what was the favorite moment we come, come down here to ATL, man? You know, I, I like uh, great great food, great food in, in Atlanta. Um, my favorite moment has probably been um, – now, I didn't get a play. I was two years removed, but I got I to gotta come back in 2002 and watch some of my former teammates um, playing the national championship game against Maryland. Now they ended up losing, but, um, to watch, watch a bunch of guys that I'd, I'd gone to the battle with, uh, day in and day out, you know, get a play on that stage was, was pretty cool for me. Um, you know, I, I like, now I, you talk about traffic, man, Atlanta's got its own issues with some traffic. 100%. You, know, too, you hit that at the wrong time man. you're not going anywhere. Um, but no, I, I, there's a lot of AU tournaments down there that I've been to and, and, um, just, just good people, like the hospitality, um, you know, and, and people are very friendly. At least I've found them to be friendly. Maybe maybe it's all my good energy I'm bringing. I don't know. But um, I, I think the food and then my, my favorite moment, like I said, was watching my, my buddies uh, compete for national championship. Now let's, get, let's drill on the food. Uh, are you a varsity guy? Are you a Mary Matt guy, Spawn Dibbits? Which one are you, man? I like them all, man. I like them all, like, <laughs> Hey, I'm not scared of the Southern cooking now. I kind of like it. You know, the thing is I can't go down there for a long period of time because, I, you know, it just I put on too much weight. You know, and the thing is like you you get the sweet tea. You got to get some sweet tea. Um, but, no, I, I try it. Try it all. Like I'm not yeah, I haven't been down there enough that I got like, OK, I got to go here. I got to go there. Like I'm I'm trying to trying to take it all in. So you don't get a body like this if you don't like to eat now. <laughs> well, coach, you come with town. I got you, man. All right, I'm with you. I've got some. I'm giving my number off the off areas. You can definitely link up. I, 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 when you come to town and recruit, man, I'm gonna show you some spots you will love, man. I'm a foodie, so I'm in. I'm, in. I'm all in. And if you bring your wife, I get the number. If you bring your wife, raise a raise on the river. It'll Ooh. win you some brownie points. Trust me on that. Okay, I'm I'm writing that down right now. I'm writing <laughs> that. You see me writing it down. Raise on the river. Yes, that gives you some points with, with the wife. I'm telling you, she would love yeah. that place, man. It's right there on the Chattahoochee River. Yep. All you can eat, seafood, nice seafood. Mm -hmm. So, man, you got it, you got it made. It's on the river and it's real fun for, for people and couples. I'm in it. I'm in it, man. We'll do it. No we'll doubt. Do it. <laughs> Coach, it's been fun to meet you, have you on the show, man. We'll do this again real soon, man. I love your energy, man. I'll do this with you more often. Get you some guys from Atlanta come play for you up there in Muncie and bring their coats, man. <laughs> Hey, I, I appreciate it. Just, hey, don't send me any bums now. I need I need hoopers, all right? I need hoopers. I don't get down with soft dudes, so I need hoopers that are tough and, and want to compete, and I'll take them all, man. I got you. Thanks so much for your time, man. All right, thank you. We'll do it anytime you want. All right, now.
Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.